Adventure Presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside he's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Well, I do declare, Matt, it is a scorcher out here. It's actually quite chilly. Uh, I haven't found those uh, KFC ruffles yet. Um, Were you thinking about that while you were watching the film? A little bit. I I love his accent. It's fantastic. That southern hokum. Um, Yes, today we are reviewing Ryan Johnson's Glass onion, colon, a knives out mystery. <laughs> Which, you know what, in the film they never put the colon knives out mystery, thank God. Yeah. Uh, but for SEO purposes, I think that will help both people find this review and find it on Netflix when it comes out in yes. December. Yeah. And I think we're going to have a very interesting conversation about both the film and our stances on it because uh, the last time uh, we were at the festival when the first Knives Out came uh, to TIFF, I had a little bit of a spicy take. You were a little bit lukewarm at best. (laughs) Yeah, I had a little bit of a spicy take. And I just want to start by going, uh, we're not going to uh, spoil anything. No. Like, it'll be spoiler free. We haven't even watched the teaser trailer that came out, but... Um, we won't spoil any of the mysteries, any of the cameos, any of anything. We're just going to kind of dance around everything and just give you our overall thoughts on the movie. Um, but going back to what you just said, um, yeah, you know what? When Knives Out, we saw that at the same theater, the same day, the same time, they said, basically, uh, when Knives Out premiered. Uh, and I was a little soft on it. Uh, but I got to say, Eric, after watching uh, Glass Onion, I'm second-guessing myself because I absolutely loved this so. yeah it's it's you know this is a netflix produced sequel um there was a lot of conversation and buzz when uh netflix picked up the rights to the film that was for originally like released by Lionsgate um for two sequels so glass onion is the first of two or for yeah first of two and so with that you know it was it was kind of like oh netflix is you know I, we, we've talked about this on the regular podcast and other reviews where like netflix trying to find a you know populist franchise to kind of um, create has been a bit of a struggle for them. You know, you've seen everything from the Adam Project to the Old Guard and everything in between. Um, And it's been one of those things where I think they finally were able to uh, cut deep into something that works um, and find those layers um, in what I and I think you'll agree is a very entertaining, uh, not even necessarily just a murder mystery, but just a fun character study. And um, it, it's one of those films where you're watching it. It is two hours and nineteen minutes, but it does fly. Oh my by. god, it flew by, man! It's so well constructed. Um, Ryan Johnson is a very reactionary filmmaker. Um, you know, we're not going to spoil anything, but I think we should maybe discuss that it does take place during the pandemic and it is like the first Knives Out reacting to kind of, you the know, now, the, the now, <laughs> like with the first one, it was, it was, it was very much taking, you know, toxic masculinity and online sort of trolls. criticism and trolls to task um, in response to The Last Jedi, as well as also just, you know, the world we live in now and that is the case with this what is also refreshing and and completely um you know a a complete relief here is that the pandemic aspect 
doesn't weigh the movie down. Like no. you don't, you're not taken out. Of I was the, worried of the at fun. first, Eric. Yeah, I, I like going back to how I felt about Knives Out. Um, this begins uh, the two women in front of us just making me absolutely lose my mind because they were yeah. like on their phone the whole time talking, uh, leaning over so they were blocking part of the screen. Um, so that maybe contributed to it a bit. But as the movie began, um, I was like. Oh no! Yeah. I don't like this. <laughs> I'm like split like, screens. Uh, it's, the it's, COVID stuff. Yeah. Like I just like it, it felt almost too in the now. And then some of the kind of introductions to the characters and like you said the cameos, some of the humor in those first moments um, was pretty rough for me. And um, I I was real worried. But then the movie kind of gets its legs when it kind of gets away from that. It goes to Greece, which we know from like the. the we know it takes place in Greece um, from the teaser and from just knowing about the production. Um, I think the movie finds itself, uh, finds its mystery and it's, and it's uh, what its social commentary is. And I think it just fucking sails from there. And like, it, yeah. it's so good. Yeah. And, and it's, it's one of those films where it, it does take a minute. And, and like you, I was worried that it was almost becoming a parody of, its, of yeah. itself. Like the first, <laughs> like the first movie but it's just like almost like okay let's just make this a complete and utter joke um but as soon as you kind of not only Greece, but I think it's 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 at the end of kind of the introduction of the ensemble cast. Yeah. You settle in. Yeah, it. yeah. Because this again, this is not spoiler, but you know the 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 cast of suspects are all invited to a island vacation uh, in Greece from a kind of um, Steve Jobs, Jeff Bezos yeah. kind of s character played by Edward Norton, who is amazing <laughs> yeah. as this guy, and like it's. Edward Norton has always been a very serious actor, usually, but when he does lighten up and have you know, fun, yeah. whether it be the Italian job, which his character in that is is quite similar to this, or even Birdman, where he's kind of poking fun at his own image, yeah. his own self-image, he can like I've always liked him as an actor, but Same. I think he gets in his own way, and you know, like when we review, a little too so self-serious sometimes, something right? like, like Motherless yeah. Brooklyn, right? Yeah, oh god, <laughs> exactly. But here, like he's kind of amazing in that role and then you know Craig really is having so much fun as Benoit Blanc again but really kind of embracing the campy handy yeah. side of, of that kind of southern charm um, and Janelle Monae uh, oh, has a it, man. very tricky role not because of her but because with some of the script I think it could have backfired absolutely yeah but it does both the performance and Ryan Johnson's writing yeah. and direction know where not to fall yep and I, it is one of those movies where it is so opulent in its design and it's yeah the you know, glass onion property itself yeah is just like uh, you can tell like it's like a netflix one. production because oh, they spent yeah. like every like this is probably why they had those board meetings where it's like we have to like crack down on because uh, they spent so much so money yeah. they paid ryan johnson a hundred million dollars rumor we don't yeah. know any of this uh ram bergman a hundred million the producer yeah um and daniel craig a hundred million dollars yeah. for these two movies yes um and then you got to think the budget to the movie's got to be probably a hundred million dollars yeah and then some of those um, cast members don't yeah it got a cost that's part of the the whole production cost but um yeah i think you know the standouts for me are daniel craig 
Janelle Monet and and Ed Norton. So yeah. you already kind of brought them up, but I think the whole cast is, is absolutely fantastic. Catherine Hahn, Kate Hudson, Dave Bautista, Jessica Henwick, just all crushing it. Yeah, just like absolutely crushing it. Like they all meld so perfectly together. The mystery unravels in such creative, fun ways. And much like the first Knives Out, which I didn't hate, I just was kind of indifferent, indifferent on it, or or soft on it. Like I I, I thought it was fine and i want to go revisit it after this but i think even in that movie like ryan johnson um is very playful with the material um it's it's zany at times but then the mystery is is uh, uh dark at times too and just the, between Always the relationships engaging. and engaging and um the, his use of uh, you know uh, cinema and editing it to to all those dollies like, man yeah the the dollies there's some great suspense shots that shouldn't that are both funny and like really kind of intense you know what i'm talking yeah. about too that's just like there's a one you guys will know the shot but there's one shot in the film that shouldn't it, it's just such an ingenious use of of an in, an ingredient yeah. that is just like the mo- one of the most suspenseful scenes we've seen this year in cinema and the and branding of like, that ingredient oh as well. And, and, There's and so again, many good in Hollywood of, jokes, yeah, and, and product like placement and, and and what have you. But and, ca- capitalism as a whole, and right? It, I've seen so many movies again. A theme in Hollywood lately, much like in with Fablemans, like uh, directors doing their own childhoods. Um, a, a theme of just like uh, anti-capitalist, anti-capitalist stands. and social elites and things like that. And like, Parasite, I think, um, is a big reason yeah. why that's happened. In the, in and the, I think in Ryan recently. Johnson does a great job with yeah. it because, again, I think he understands it. I think he knows how to poke fun at it. Um, and and I, I think this movie just plays out perfectly. And his use of, again, um, like flashbacks and editing to kind of reveal bits and pieces of the story. And you can see it's like expertly crafted, but then... The other thing I love too is like even on the mystery point of things, like I, I, I he never seems like he's trying to outsmart you. He's just trying to make like a really engaging, fun thriller mystery. Like it's not like it's like haha, I got you. But That's like, more on you because it, you're trying yeah. to outguess it or figure it out. And even if you out. do, and which I think we talked about it, like we eventually kind of came to the conclusion. Um, you know, partway through the movie, but I think the best mysteries, you want your audience to sort of figure it out. We figure it out. We said the same thing with After Party, right? Like, yeah. this reminded me a lot of Well, After that. Party, it, I think, is also influenced by, by Knives Out yeah, because totally. in terms of, like, you, you know, talking about anti-capitalist movies, about autofiction, yeah. the murder mystery, the Agatha Christie-esque style of filmmaking has been brought back, I think, because of Knives, Knives Out, out totally, being so successful yeah. because that first movie, even though it has a great ensemble cast, you know, basically a single location. Yeah. Very very um, simply made, and I don't mean that as a slight. I mean just like it, it's it, it cuts out what it needs to, and 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 keeps you engaged with a rather satisfying story. And you know, Johnson's doing the same, just with a budget that kind of is more exuberant in its uh, uh, you know production design and in its casting and in its you know locations and things like that. Where and it, it, I mean, it's kind of ingenious in its own way that it's like you know, it's it's taking money from this. Major major corporation <laughs> yeah. and to make anti-capitalist movie <laughs> yeah. where it's almost punk rock in a weird yeah, way and for that's doing a Ryan that. Johnson thing yeah. too man and that's what I kind of love about it and um, there's just so many great lines and moments that are just like had a guttural laughter yeah. from us and the theater 
and um, but also I, really smart. Like yes. there, there are moments where it doesn't feel like it's like trying to force some sort of new Punch quote. Line or, yeah, or quote it, that yeah. there's actually some interesting statements that are made, and I want to go back and and write some of them down because yeah. I do feel like they are really well thought out, but also kind of come from a very like experienced point of view you know like you're you're watching this and like okay like what they're saying isn't just an interesting kind of quip or line that works for the scene or adds to the overall kind of you know style of the movie but it is also very much saying something interesting like I always think of that line in Men in Black where like it's just a little throwaway line but it's when Tommy Lee Jones says to Will Smith's character where you know a person is smart people are dumb you know like a person an individual can be smart but you put them in a group of people then like with other people then that's when you don't think for yourself anymore I love that and that's perfect and that's just like a little thing in a blockbuster that's really weird and kind of like just like a commercial sell but like there are a lot of those in this that kind of feel completely earned and you know you're watching it and you're thinking to yourself okay I get why you know, he wanted to continue making these movies because yeah. he's also a huge fan of The Last of Sheila, which, you know, he had actually did a, a screening of with the original Knives Out when it was here. Um, and Warner Brothers or Warner Archives released it recently on Blu-ray. So if you kind of want to see like that as an influence, that, which was co-written by uh, Anthony Perkins and uh, Stephen Sonaheim. I highly recommend checking that out as well because you can tell where that all comes from. I hope he continues to keep making these movies That's as long said, as he wants man. to. Like, again, I, it's made me immediately want to go back and, you know, I think I gave Knives Out like three stars or something like that. Yeah. Like, I didn't dislike it. I just was like, oh, okay. I think Knives Out is a more traditional murder mystery, even though it has, you know, it's subversive in the sense where he, he still makes it very modern in his own. But this, I feel like, kind of you know it still feels very much like the same because Benoit Blanc and Ryan Johnson's voice and things like that but it does feel like he's even more playful with the murder mystery aspect in this one and like um, I think one of the things in Knives Out where I'm like I thought it played its hand too early right and then it it always played catch up for me where I was like okay what is the mystery now and I felt like it wasn't completely satisfying near the end personally because they go oh well it's it's put on as a simple murder mystery but was something more so maybe i need to go back with that lens and revisit it with that and this is doing a similar thing but i think like you said with the budget and 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 the location and just like i felt like even the humor and i know there's a lot in knives out um but i think he he it just kind of cranks it up to 11 or 12 in a good way in this movie where i just was constantly laughing constantly engaged with the mystery constantly trying to figure it out but not really worrying too hard about figuring it out because i was having such a good time yeah and i think that's what kind of makes a good murder mystery you want it to be satisfying like the solution and i think it was in this um but then there are some great you know moments before that that kind of play into you know even deconstructing these types of movies and and murder mysteries in general and kind of the meta nature of all of that i actually still really like too yeah and, and again it's not too clever for its own good either where like it it works with both the commentary and the entertainment kind of mixing really well and like it's not subtle but at least it's you know not stepping over itself and and sort of explaining what it's doing or how it's trying to kind of go about deducting clues and putting things together and ultimately coming to a very 
you know, not realistic, but a very entertaining, you know, conclusion. It's it's one of those films that earns every moment, you know, it, it portrays on screen. And, and again, the character beats are great. Another name that we forgot to mention is Leslie Odom Jr. as well, who's yeah, really great. wonderful in the movie. And yeah, it's just, it's just interesting to see these, these actors kind of all play off of each other. Like, I really love the scenes between, you know, Janelle Monet and Daniel Craig and then Daniel Craig and Edward Norton. And like, even like one, like, little one-off moment with with edward norton and and uh, jessica henwick where it's just like yeah you know her being just like you know kate hudson's assistant is like who are you like yeah, yeah you exactly know, like, yeah, yeah. Um, and that kind of just grandiose assholishness kate um, hudson just crushing it too yeah. um yeah man i think it just it goes back to just being playful and ryan johnson having fun with it and like even the way he gets benoit blanc involved in the mystery i think is ingenious right because i guess with these movies if you still want that suspension of disbelief of like why he would be there or why like right like yeah why is poirot always around when a murder is happening right yeah. why is the world's greatest detective always there and i think he even plays around with that stuff like in a really really fun way and, yeah like, well that was angela lansbury and and murder she wrote like yeah. the joke was always well you know jessica was the murderer she was yeah. the true mastermind yeah, behind all she the was kills. always yeah. there right so i think that kind of plays into this movie and you know it's got the you know he's known for being the world's greatest detective and even how they kind of like say that it's just it goes back to something a quote we have been uh quoting from this of like it's so dumb but it is like that dumb smart of like that ryan johnson i think is really good at and he's like he's an extremely online guy and he's an extreme like i think he's very in the know with what's going on so that's why some of that early stuff that we said is a little bit more forgiving because he kind of wins you back uh later with some actual like me again i i complain uh, a movie we won't be reviewing during tiff but uh, i'll talk about it on the post show and stuff like with the menu um and even i guess to triangle of, of sadness to an extent right of like the social commentary in those movies all three of those i think are pretty similar yeah. um but i think one is having a lot more fun with it um in in glass onion and uh, all of them are levels of, you know, sort of surface level, but I think this movie does the best job of taking the piss out of all those types of people and um, not necessarily giving you, like, deep social commentary, but at least kind of, uh, again, doing a, a fun job taking yeah. the piss out of them. So, like, I, I just had an absolute blast. And I know we've done a good job tiptoeing around without saying really anything about the movie, but, like, yeah, I why said we a lot, liked it. Like, and yeah. how, you Performances know, are great. Yeah. Music is fantastic. Yeah. Dialogue, like, the script crackles at every yeah. moment. Like, it's yeah. just one of those things where, like, it does feel like it's not simply just a sequel for sequel sake. Like, it actually has more intrigue and investment for fans of the first movie, but also, um, in a way, kind of outdoes the first film I, in a lot of ways. I mean, obviously, with my hot take, I think it does, but um, I've seen... I, I do think it, he even learned from that first movie and made an even better uh, murder mystery, and I, I tweeted it, and even how I feel about that first movie, like, I'd be cool with Ryan Johnson making one of these every couple of years and doing a movie in between that or yeah. something like that. Like, I know he did two of these back-to-back, -back, right? And then... Uh, for well, his has, features well has no he's only done one because they haven't even announced the cast for no, a third I mean, one sorry Knives Out in this one he didn't make a movie in between yeah. those two no so what I mean is like I still hope he he 
jumps around and does something else in between right. Knives Out mysteries uh, if they're going to stick with that title. Or maybe he's going to just do um, like the three Knives Out films like all at once and then kind of maybe take a break from it. From it. Because re- it almost seems it. like he had like again like I, we haven't read the specifics of like the you know the, the announcements when he was given all that money by Netflix to go and make <laughs> these things but it almost seemed like it was kind of like okay like you, you know you after doing this you should go and make this because there's like an obligation or something like I, again like contracts things like that but I don't know like maybe he does take a break and does does something small or or, or what have you but Knives Out was a smaller yeah. movie um, yeah. but I almost feel like with him taking you know that that this gig it's like okay well like you, you gotta do another one right you know I don't think he would have signed on for two unless he had ideas for two but it will be interesting to see like what that third one because again both movies being very in the now right like where and there wasn't i think there was that that's the other thing like again like going back to the COVID thing like there was a drastic change in the world to kind of use that as a jumping off point right with the pandemic yeah so you know with the first one kind of being about like online culture you can take a wealth of like the last you know 10 years worth of vitriol from trolls and misogynists and all that and kind of play with you know uh you know the 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 class system as well and 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 anti-capitalism and and sort of you know um uh whitewashing and things like that and with this like it feels like okay well like what happened in the world was a big enough dent to justify not only making a sequel but having something to kind of use as a way to bring us back so i don't know like if we if he's gonna wait for like something else to change or or if there's something that he hasn't touched upon yet yeah i'm trying to think of what that would be but who the hell knows until he does it right i guess it doesn't have to have some sort of social commentary but i'm assuming that's what he would want it to have a little bit of so anyways it's fantastic i think it's my favorite thing i've watched at the festival and that um surprises me even i just think it is a it was that great palate cleanser it was just that fun like i hope this gets a big theatrical release like i know netflix is putting it in theaters like a month before yeah it comes out in december like it's coming out almost christmas day on netflix right yeah it's so 23rd I yeah think? so it's like yeah. the end of october early yeah, november and they want to keep it in yeah. theaters as long as possible which makes um, perfect sense because it is a huge crowd pleaser like it is yeah. one of those movies that will i wouldn't be surprised if it if it won the people's choice award it definitely is a contender i think that or the spielberg really like yeah. i think are the i mean that's like the obvious choices like those seem like the obvious flip a coin kind of things like yeah. crowd pleasing you know one is just a, a fun movie one's a movie about movies and a family drama that's emotional and things like that and they're too, playing so. the fablemans like, a lot as well so that does same help with Glass for, Onion. for, they, the, for both voting. those movies have five six seven screenings when yeah. you include pnis and stuff so uh, i'm gonna give it a four and a half i thought wow. it was, i wow. really liked it a lot man that like, that I, is quite the heel turn yeah i mean the face turn yeah. really yeah. <laughs> like, um yeah i'm i'm gonna give it a four out of five i think it like i said with the fablemans i think it will go up on a uh 
a rewatch. I just want to see those first 20 minutes again. Yeah, that's fair. Uninterrupted. That's where it loses the half star. Yeah, me, and it's but. not even necessarily the film's fault. It's more so that we're, we were, like, so fixated on those two women at the front of us. Kind of, like, it almost seemed like they were trying to take photos of, like, celebrities, like, underneath the balcony or something. It was that, they were, or they were looking for someone yeah. else. Like, the other one, one woman left and then, yeah. like, went to, I think, find someone. Like, she kept texting someone and then like anyways we're getting to in, in, in the, the in weeds, weeds of yeah. like where we were sitting but we were in the middle of a gigantic but it did it did fucking disrupt row. us <laughs> it, it, it disrupt the screening for us a little bit uh just call us the disruptors yeah or them the disruptors they were the disruptors yeah not us. or were they we don't disrupt anyone no uh, or anything yeah <laughs> anyways thank you all for listening uh we really do appreciate it go check out our other uh tiff reviews that we have up right now on untitled movie reviews on podcast services and on youtube um we have reviews up for the uh aforementioned the fablemans uh we have another netflix uh movie that takes partly uh place in greece called the swimmers which could um, not be further from yeah, you know the on, greece on, depicted yeah. here or the people depicted in greece here um we also reviewed weird we reviewed um Brother, Brother bros. bros. I forgot that double feature, yep. Brother and Bros. We, I we, like movies. Great stuff. So go check out all of that. Uh, Causeway may or may not be up. An interview that Eric did with the director may or may not be up. But th- it'll all be up soon. So just uh, one-stop shop for everything. Head over to Letterboxd, which is untitled underscore movies. Uh, and as always, just follow me on all those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. And I'm Eric Martin. You can find more of my video reviews on rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. Shout out to Daryl.